Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Twisted Talks. I'm Josh. I'm John. Um. <laughs> I'm Tanya. Okay. I identify as... John Tanya. John Tanya. So anyway... Tanya John, if you feel spicy. <laughs> but for now, you, you, you can just call me Tanya because we're friends, you know. So on that note, it is Tanya's week to cover a case on her lonesome. Yes, it is, bitch. Um, so let me... Shut up now. You're go. <laughs> so, lads, before I get into this case, I just want to say, right? So, first of all, there is a trigger warning. Of course, it's it's a murder case. What do you expect? Uh, but also, there's a lot of French names. And I was I was okay at French in school. My, my French teacher, who bullied me for three years and gave me several mental breakdowns, once complimented my pronunciation. But, um, yeah, I apologize in advance. So today's case is going to be the case of... Is Sophie. the trigger warning just murder or...? Uh, murder, torture. I don't think I go into really graphic detail. Um, yeah, yeah, so honest. standard trigger warning, basically. Yeah. Um, so Sophie Lyonnais is who we're going to be speaking about today. And Sophie Lyonnais was born in... Trois? Trois. Trois. Yeah, they said it's pronounced the same it's, as We three. looked up the pronunciation. So Trois, France, and that's spelled T-R-O-Y-E-S. And she was born on January 7th, 1996. Sophie's described as naturally shy and quiet, but kind and friendly. Sophie studied early childhood education, same, and was said to have had an easy bond with children. In 2016, sorry, in 2015, after some failed attempts to find a job, a friend of hers recommended that she become an au pair. Oh, and gosh. so in December 2015, Sophie did just that in the hopes that it would strengthen her English and give her good experience for her resume. Which this whole thing is a great idea and being an au pair is probably a great opportunity. But just given the fact I know we host a true crime podcast, yeah, it just yeah. makes me go, oh God. Yeah. Um, so the au pair program, for those of you who are not familiar, involves a person moving to another country to, to mind a pair to live with a family and assist them with caring for their children. It's a cheap program, and while you get a very low salary as an allowance, you don't have to worry about food or finding somewhere to live, and you still get the experience of living abroad. So your your money that you get is essentially just for you to do whatever you want. Yeah, on the days where you're not minding the kids. Yeah. Um, so up until this point, Sophie had actually never left France and she was now about to move to London to be an au pair. So upon being accepted into the au pair programme, Sophie learned that she would be caring for two children, a four-year-old and a nine-year-old, and that the couple she would be living with were French. Sophie was ecstatic as this would make communicating easier and additionally, the mother said that she worked in the fashion industry and could introduce her to famous people, which Sophie found quite exciting. So in December 2015, Sophie moved to London. And by January 2016, it was clear from her social media posts and her interactions and exchanges with her family and friends that Sophie was very happy in her new job. Neighbours commented that Sophie seemed more like a member of the family than a nanny and noted that sometimes she would be, be with the children for all 24 hours of the day. So that's nice. It sounded like she mm-hmm. fit in and she was, yeah. you know, she was enjoying her time there. Exactly. And, that they and wanted her. And yeah, and it said that she did have a really, really good bond with the two kids. I believe it was two boys. I couldn't find much on the children. And I suppose there's not really much point in bringing the kids into this. Yeah. Um, apart from just to say that she took care of them and she apart had Apart from the, yeah, yeah, basically that her job um, was to mind them, kind of. So the couple Sophie was working for and living with was Sabrina Cuide. Cuide? It's um, K-O-U-I-D-E-R. And Wasim Maduni, who I've seen referred to as Sam. So I will be referring to him as Sam. And the two had been in an on and off relationship since they had met in 2001. They lived in a high scale suburb in Wimbledon, southwest London. And Sophie was a fashion designer and Sam was a banker. Um, 
during one of their off phases of the relationship in 2011, oh Sabrina met and began dating Mark Walton. And if you feel like you recognize that name, that's because Mark Walton was a founding member of Irish boy band Boyzone. Oh! Like, how random is that? Is he still in Boyzone? Um, I think Boyzone have been disbanded with a few years. I like, know, but Ronan like, was Keating, he in it until the end? Like, yeah, and Ronan okay. Keating, like Ronan Keating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, don't love me for fun, girl. Let me be the one, girl. Love me for a reason. Let the reason be love. That's been stuck in my head ever since I did the research. <laughs> um, so. According to the New York Post, Walton is the father of one of Sabrina's children, but I couldn't verify that in any other sources. Okay. Um, but as per that article, he is the father of her younger son, I believe. Who? Wait, who's the father of the younger son? Mark Walton of Boyzone. Okay, and how many is there? In Boyzone? No, no. Oh, kids, two. Two? Two. So only one of the two is... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Both of the children were from previous relationships. I don't think either of them were Sam's kids. They were just in a very on and off relationship. Oh, okay, okay. Off. So he wasn't actually the biological father. No, he was like the caregiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so the relationship between Sabrina and Mark fizzled out uh, due to Sabrina's extreme jealousy and erratic behavior. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> she, she had once accused him of... Your body's like, bitch, give me that McDonald's now. <laughs> I'm starving. Uh, so she had once accused Mark Walton of sexually abusing her cat. Sorry? Sabrina never had a cat. <laughs> she never had a cat. So how could he? She was just... That's slightly worrying, actually. Yeah, we'll get... We'll... Oh, my God. Do you know what I saw? This just... It's just oh because... God. Yeah, no, awful. Do you know what someone did before? Oh, um, no, 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 no. I don't know when it was. But basically, this one, this pregnant one, do you know how sometimes you get, like, cravings or fixations? Yeah. Uh, now, this could have been a long time ago. I can't remember. Just a TikTok saw, but I know it's based on true oh God. crime. Um, that basically, this one was pregnant and she got like this fixation for rabbit soup. Yeah, she really wanted oh, rabbit soup. The woman that <laughs> shoved the rabbits up, up her, her vagina. vagina. <laughs> she got a lot of No, lads. but not only did she shove the rabbits up her vagina, she chopped them up and put yeah. them up her vagina. Right, so basically and then went into labour with them. This woman, right? This girl, woman. Don't hijack my story. Sorry, sorry, Josh. Sorry, continue. I got very excited. But, but you will probably have to fill it in, though, because I don't know too much right okay you fill but out you know and I'll fill basically out. all I know is that she kept getting fixated on wanting rabbit soup she couldn't get rabbit soup and then she noticed a rabbit that was out the back mm-hmm. and she wanted her husband or partner or whatever her to husband. catch it to make the rabbit soup mm-hmm. and he never could and then eventually she went and caught the rabbit herself yeah. chopped up the rabbit shoved the rabbit up her hoo-ha and then went into labour interject there so multiple rabbit babies I think yeah as well. so what happened was she found the rabbit's den that was she it chopped up the baby rabbits the little baby shoved bunnies shoved them on up shoved them up in her coochie and, and then proceeded to actually actual practitioners saw her going to labour yeah, like, with them they, they, and they were like what the fuck and then there was this one guy there who was like no this can't, this like, can't be real how, like, how would the rabbits have fucking gotten chopped up inside her and also the rabbits had like something in their stomach and he was like so you just you're just really going to stand there and say that she had like corn inside in her stomach and that's what the rabbits ate and that's how she got debunked because this yeah. one guy had the good sense to be like, mm. but like for ages people were like, how do you breed with a rabbit? Yeah. But anyway, it's just the sexual assault of the cat made me think of the of Sabrina's um, imaginary cat. Yeah. Um. So after the relationship with Mark was finished, Sabrina ended up getting back with Sam, 
and from the outside they seemed to have the perfect home, but it would soon become apparent that this was not the case. I was going to say, unless, well, this might obviously change going by what type of show we are hosting, Yes. but this man must have a lot of patience. Mark or Sam? Sam. Well, I think in the on and off stages, like when they were off, they were both getting off with different people, so I don't think it really mattered much to him. Okay, fair. But also, like, why keep taking her back, like... Would you not just... Like, not saying that he's not a- any angel, obviously, either. Because yeah. Because don't know, but... I don't know. Like, it, by all accounts, they just seem to have been very toxic when they were together. Now, Sabrina was obsessed with Mark Walton after the breakup, to the point... She molested his cat. <laughs> ...that she had reported him to the police 30 times over a span of five years... Girl, you can get arrested and for false reports. had received a caution for wrongly naming him as a paedophile on a fake Facebook page. Mark Walton from Boyzone, he was going through it. Sorry, but also, why why is she only getting a caution for it? Yeah, like, that's, that's libel. Anyhow. So, within the first year of Sophie's time living with and working for Sabrina and Sam, she had begun expressing a desire to go home to her mother, but said that she couldn't due to the cost of the flight. This is something she would express time and time again, but would never give her mother details as to why. Neighbours also began to notice that Sophie was not herself. She seemed to have dulled and become withdrawn. Local fish and chip shop owner Michael Cromer noted that Sophie was always very quiet and didn't want to communicate much and said he could sense she was struggling, but he and everyone else who knew Sophie could never truly imagine the horror that Sophie's life had become. Oh, God. She once confessed to him that Sabrina had beaten her for dropping the butter, and this was only a minor taste of what she was dealing with. Neighbours began to notice when Sophie wasn't around as much and when they would ask Sam about it, he would be evasive with his answers and would say Sophie had left or that she was just busy with errands. One neighbour recalls asking Sabrina, can you stop yelling at the girl like that? To which Sabrina responded that Sophie was lazy, she didn't cook, she didn't do anything. Fire her then, let her go home. It wasn't uncommon for neighbours to hear Sabrina screaming at Sophie at all and on one occasion... I just left that bit blank, I don't know what I was going to say there. <laughs> I think that was actually I, you know what I actually think that was about the neighbour that asked could you stop yelling at her and I just I don't know oh just there. mixed up in order yeah Um. so moving on Sabrina had become extremely deluded and her obsession with Mark Walton had morphed and grown into something extremely twisted she believed that Sophie was drugging the family and letting Mark Walton into the house to satisfy his sexual urges with Sabrina, Sam, and Sabrina's two children. Bear in mind. But if he was that upset, if she was that obsessed with her, why you, why you, why you pushed? Yeah, but bear in mind, um, Sophie had never met Mark Walton and he had never met her. And now the mo- the strongest part of this delusion was regarding her children, I believe. Yeah. That so that she believed that Sophie was letting Mark Walton into the house to abuse her children. As well, hence why she called him a paedophile mm-hmm. online. Yeah. Um, so this was a total delusion thought up by Sabrina and her delusion was so strong that she actually had Sam believing it as well. And this is something that I mentioned in my last case, the Slenderman stabbing. It's called shared delusion yeah. or folly adieu. Because Sabrina and Sam both believed this outrageous theory so intensely, they worked together to make the final few weeks of Sophie's life an absolutely unimaginable misery. And on the topic of, I suppose it's not really shared delusion, it's more like mass hysteria or something. Mm-hmm. But, and this is only going back maybe one or two years ago. Uh-huh. So the police in, I think it was Surrey or something in England. Okay. But in England anyway, 
got, do you know, phone calls, multiple phone calls, like, from different people driving different cars, okay. of them seeing a car, do you know, drive, crash off the, off the side of a motorway or something like that. Okay. So, obviously, police came out to search the area, and, do you know, at first they weren't finding anything, and then they found a car, mm-hmm. and the man's body in the car. But the thing is, even though all those people had reported seeing it that day, it happened five months before. Stop! So people are like, was it a ghost crash being shown? For someone to find For someone to find it. Or was it some sort of mass hysteria? But either way... That's bizarre. The police ended up finding it and it turned out that it had been happened five months ago. That's fucking madness. Yeah. Oh my God. Really weird. That's really interesting. Sad, but interesting. Yeah. So in the weeks leading up to Sophie's death, Sabrina and Sam began to interrogate her. And I use the word interrogate... L- politely. To politely. Like, like, isn't to... Yeah. And what's more, they videoed it and they made audio recordings of it. So at this point, it's believed that Sabrina had already taken Sophie's ID card, her passport and her phone so that she couldn't escape or ask for help, effectively trapping the 21-year-old in the house. Fucking hell. Um, in these horrible videos, it was shown that Sophie was denied food, had her head dunked in water, she was beaten with an electrical cable and beaten so badly by the two of them that she had five broken ribs and a cracked breastbone. Ah. During the interrogations, they would tell Sophie that she was worse than a murderer for what she had done, which I would just like to remind you all was nothing. Like, the poor girl had done absolutely nothing. Sam would play good cop to Sabrina's bad cop as they attempted to manipulate some sort of confession out of Sophie. But sure, you keep at it. Someone's going to confess even if they didn't do it. Exactly. Like, they broke her down to the point that she did confess to something she absolutely had not done. Yeah. Um, so now just to give you an idea on and that strongly... actually confessing to it in the situation like that with Sabrina being the way she is is probably it's... the worst thing you could do yeah. because of the fact it further confirms the delusion yeah it strengthens it um, so just to give you an idea of how strongly Sabrina and Sam believed this I'm going to read one transcript transcript from one of the audio recordings and I would just like to clarify that this is not me defending Sabrina or Sam in the slightest but I would like to highlight how poor Sophie had no chance of getting out of this situation because of how strong the delusion was between these two individuals. Like, they wholeheartedly believed that what they were accusing her of was was true and nothing she said or did would change that. So this audio was recorded on September 11th, 2017 at 11.22pm. And so I'm just going to go through it and starting off with what Sabrina said. Now, a lot of this seems to be um, in... Um, I think broken English and I think some part of it some parts of it had to be translated because they were speaking in French so Sabrina says you will not be able to come back to England banned from coming into England I'll write your majesty and actually sorry I just want to say um, actually I mentioned it at the end it's fine so where is the house because you fancy him he is charming and when you say yes it is not that I don't like young people but I prefer mature people mature huh because they and I think so there's a lot of stars like asterisks and asterisks in this and I'm assuming that's when they're using like curse words so I'm going to use curse words yeah but I don't understand a word that's being said so far where's the that makes no sense to me already um so mature huh because they fuck children mature because they fuck children what the fuck this is mature for you this is mature this is mature abuse children abuse you and other people I don't think he abused you. You wanted it because he couldn't do that with you. And whenever you come back to the house, I smell sex. At which point, um, Sam interjects saying, see something inaudible. She smells sex. Sabrina continues saying, I smell it. I smell it. Where's the house? Hurry up. Where is the house? Hurry up. Hurry up. Otherwise, I will fucking make the call. 
hurry up, where is the house? Open your mouth, where is the house? The translator notes at this point that there is a lot of background noise. Sabrina continues, that's it, it is too late now, too late. It happened, it happened, like what we said yesterday. Here is one thing you can do to change. It is to save the world, okay? Save yourself and save the children. Why? Why do you hesitate? Because you will end up telling me. Why do you hesitate to tell me the truth? Why don't you want to tell me where is the house? Why do you hesitate to tell me? Why do you hesitate? Sabrina continues saying, I'm talking to you. Why do you hesitate? I'm talking to you. You can talk to me. It's okay. Anyway, you stabbed me more than once. I can take several stabbings. It's okay. Give a second one. It's okay. I told you. I can take everything. I'm strong. I'm strong right now, okay? Because, inaudible, Daddy said, what kill you make you bring your life? Who said that? Come on. I, th- I think she means her father said to her what basically No, but what who kill- said that? Sabrina. Okay. So is this just all Sabrina talking Most so Most of this is Sabrina because she's like the bad Apart hot. from Sam interjecting there yeah. a minute ago. Um, now... What the house that she's referring to, I believe, is Mark Walton's. House. I'm assuming, yeah, yeah, that's the only thing I could think of. Um, and then Sabrina says, um, Daddy said, What kill you make you bring your life? So I think what kills you makes you stronger. Yeah, um, come on, be quick, go on, I'm listening, let's go, go on, listen to me. I don't have all night, okay, be quick. Why do you hesitate to tell me where is the house? Why are you hesitating to tell me where is the house? Why are you scared? Are you scared? Is it because there are lots of crimes over there and you are protecting them because you are involved? So, what is the problem then? Why don't you want to tell me where is the house? Why do you hesitate to tell where is the house? I'm talking to you. And then something inaudible. And this is all Sabrina speaking. I will tell you when someone else is speaking. Mm -hmm. Um, So go on. I'm listening to you. I'm listening to you. You are going inaudible and I'm annoyed. My nerves are going up and up. So be quick. Go on. So where is the house? I'm listening. Where is the house? Talk. I'm listening. Where the fucking house is? You open your mouth right now. Where is the house? Where is the house? Open your mouth. Open your fucking mouth. Where is the house? You don't to say it. You don't want to it. So do you, so you want to go to prison? So where do you sit? Where do you seat at? Be ready. It is either forty years in prison or you leave. It is up to you. You have the choice. Think carefully about forty years in prison. Close your eyes for one minute, okay? And imagine yourself every day in a cage like an animal with other people inside. That's not a laughing matter. With paedophiles and all the inaudible. Because people who do this kind of thing, it means that you sell children, okay? At this point, the translator interjects to say that he can hear a continuous, I believe, gagging noise in the background. (coughs) And Sabrina continues, so decide and talk to me. Decide. Be quick. Be quick. I'm listening to you. I'm listening to you. I don't have time. I'm starting to have a sore neck. I have sore feet. Be quick. Quickly. Talk. Be quick. Quickly. Don't think where the house is, okay? Where is the house? Be quick. Is it the house next door? Look at me. Is it the house in this area? Inaudible. You know where the house is. You know where is the house. So you tell me. And then there's um, inaudible whispers from Sophie at this point. And Sabrina continues pestering her. You tell me where the house is. You tell me where the house is. We're going to make a plan. One second. We are going to make a plan. Sabrina continues. And you have to tell me because if I go to the address and I'm going to send somebody there. And if it turns out exactly like the way you sent me to those people, I'm going to kill you. Okay, be quick. So that's the end of the transcript and the whole exchange was... Like, none of that makes any sense. No, like, she is absolutely deluded. Um, so this was them trying to get Sophie to reveal where Mark Walton's house was. And this is information that Sophie just simply did not have. And in the 12 days leading up to Sophie's final day, the interrogations picked up pace and became more aggressive and ferocious. And this culminated in Sophie being tortured and drowned in the bath of Sabrina and Sam's house. Jesus Christ. 
So on September 20th, 2017, neighbours reported black smoke and a strange pungent smell emanating from Sabrina and Sam's backyard. Oh no. And they were concerned for the children. When firefighters arrived on the scene, Sam was standing in front of the grill cooking some chicken and near him was a bonfire. And when firefighters put it out, they were horrified to see clothes, a pair of glasses, a bracelet, a piece of a human nose and some fingers amongst the ashes. Firefighter Thomas Hunt, in his surprise, asked why they were burning a body. To which Sam calmly... Why do you even give someone an opportunity to... I know you probably don't know how else to... What else to do, like, but... Um, To which Sam calmly responded, it's a lamb. A lamb with fingers. He tried to say it was a sheep carcass. Um, The firefighters notified police and Sam continued to protest that it was a lamb until he finally gained some common fucking sense and shut up as he was being escorted to the police station. Sabrina had been at the park with the children and when she was contacted from the station by Sam, she played dumb. When asked about Sophie's whereabouts, Sabrina claimed that she had quit two days before, gone back to France, and they had not heard from her. (laughs) Police found this incredibly strange and suspicious, so Sabrina was placed in custody as well. While in custody, Sabrina badmouthed Sophie to no end, saying she was lazy, refused to take care of the children, would spend hours on the couch on her phone, and that she was a thief. A search of the couple's home and electronics helped detectives to piece the puzzle together. The first year that Sophie had been at the house had been fine until Sabrina had accused her of stealing a ring. And this is when Sabrina began recording Sophie as she tried to get her to confess, but it was prior to the beatings. And the longer Sophie denied it, the more Sabrina's delusion grew. And it was at this point that she confiscated Sophie's passport, stopped paying her and started denying her food. And she also became convinced that Sophie was having a love affair with Mark Walton and this later fed into her delusion that Sophie was drugging the family and letting Mark into the house. So the trial began six months after Sophie's death, taking place in March 2018. Sabrina and Sam pleaded not guilty to the murder, but pleaded guilty to obstructing justice for attempting to burn the body. (laughs) So we didn't kill her, but we decided we tried to dispose of the body. We thought it'd be good fire later. Fucking idiots. Like, what the fuck? Um, so due to the body being burnt, the coroner could not determine a concrete cause of death on day two, but he was able to see her various injuries, like the injuries to her ribs, her, her, to the bones, her like. breastbone and other body parts. Now, according to Sabrina, um, no, sorry, on day two of the trial, the jury was shown eight hours of audio recordings where the couple interrogated Could you imagine having to sit down and, and listen, listen to eight hours of this poor girl being tortured but also the hysterics of... Of Sophie and Sam playing good cop, bad cop. Sabrina, no. Sabrina, sorry. I, I've done that a lot in my research. I've had to go and correct it a few times because all the S names I've put Sabrina yeah. down as Sophie and Sophie down as Sabrina. <coughs> so, according to Sabrina, Sophie had admitted to working for Mark Walton for a sum of €20,000 and the court was shown... That's right, she didn't have enough money to fly home and see her mother, is yeah. it? Fuck off. Um, and the court was shown a video of her confessing to the alleged plot, even though... Or sorry, though they could clearly see that this was a confession extracted under pressure, according to the prosecution. And Ashling Hose- Hussein? 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 Where is this? Hussein? Hussein is what I'd say, yeah. So Ashling Hussein of the prosecution said, quote... Only Kude and Maduni know exactly how they killed Sophie, but the prosecutor's office sought to prove that she died as a result of... Only who know? Sabrina and Sam. Oh. Um, but the prosecutor's office sought to prove that she died as a result of continuous and decided violence and not by accident. 
It was said during the trial that Sabrina's delusions were a result of emotionally unstable personality disorder, also known as borderline personality disorder. Um, and that this caused her to believe that Sophie was helping Mark Walton to sexually abuse her family and particularly her young children. On June 26th, 2018, Sabrina Coudet and Wasim Maduni were sentenced to life imprisonment with a minimum term of 30 years to be served. Judge Nicholas Hillard, after handing down the sentence, said the following, quote, It is plain from all the evidence that Sophie was a kind, gentle and good-natured girl, end quote. He further stated that there was no excuse for the horrible cruelty and humiliation Sabrina and Sam had inflicted on Sophie. I kept getting confused. That's why I kept asking the names, because you were saying the full names. Yeah. And because so, I've been so used to hearing Sam, I kept getting like, who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I follow now. Yeah. So he... He further stated that there was no excuse for the horrible cruelty and humiliation Sabrina and Sam had inflicted on Sophie and that, quote, I'm sure on all the evidence you were both involved in torturing Sophie in the bath in the lead up to her death, in making her think she would drown unless you unless you unless she gave you information you wanted, which was not in her power to give because it did not exist. Yeah. The suffering and the torture you put her through before her death was prolonged and without pity. He continued to say that their behaviour had its origins in cruelty and a, and a desire for revenge, adding that Sabrina was motivated by an unjustified desire to make Sophie Leonet and Mark Walton suffer. And he closed by saying, quote, I do not think you thought for one moment you were acting lawfully. I'm sure you knew the way you interrogated her was unacceptable in the extreme, yeah. that it was unlawful to assault her and she was in a dreadful state by the time of her death and torturing her in the bath was totally and utterly wrong, end quote. Um, that is and that is what I have on this case. And um, she literally like made no sense to the whole lot. But like, like I do to some. Like obviously, I don't excuse any of it. But I do feel like because that's not normal. That no, I do think she had an extremely undiagnosed mental illness. But at the end of the day, that to be that excuse. stuck into a delusion, it's like a psychotic break. Yeah, it's like psychosis, but it still doesn't excuse her actions. Um, and the fact that it went on for so long. Yeah. And. Sam, he's an absolute piece of fucking shit. Yeah. They're both pieces of shit, but he's an absolute piece of fucking shit. He didn't he have anything. He was in the right it. state. He was in the, st- you know. He had the power to give Sophie her passport or give her her phone or say, get, get out. her out of that situation and he didn't. Yeah. He chose to feed into the delusion. Very weird. Very so, wrong. So yeah, that is um, the end of that case, guys. Um, thank you for listening and remember, if you don't give five stars, Every single member of Boyzone is going to be at the end of your bed tonight. <laughs> and they are going to sing Love Me For A Reason very loudly and very off-key. And all your neighbours are going to hate you and you're going to have to move out. Because your landlord's going to evict you. You know, I feel like to some people that's not a bad thing apart from the eviction. Yeah. Don't love me for fun, girl. Let me be the one, girl. Love me for a reason. Let the reason be love. But stay away from my cash. The one that don't exist. Yeah. So yeah, that is the horrible, tragic case of Sophie Leonay. Um, um I to say anything. Yeah, no, I'm just still trying to wrap my head around the the even the transcript. Yeah, like that was it was wild. Like as I was, I don't know how you read it to be honest. Yeah, like as I was typing it out, I was like, this woman is off her rocker, and I don't know. Excuse me, I don't know. Was it just mistranslated or what? But like. I just felt it was necessary to include it to kind of give a context give of a how context far of how, gone and how deep this was. Of how insane was. these two were and how Sophie really had no chance of 
unfortunately getting out of this situation yeah. because they firmly believed what they were saying was true. Yeah, it's awful. Um, obviously, I hope that Sabrina one and Sam especially pays for their crimes, but mm-hmm. also I hope that Sabrina one gets got, got the help she deserves. Got the help she yeah. needs, like because at the end of the day, I do believe anyone suffering from a mental illness. It's like when I covered the case help. of Andrea Yates. Yeah. Now that was a different. That was a bit different, like in the sense of uh, like the delusion was very different. Whereas Andrea I feel thought like what she was, was doing was what was best for her kids to save them from the devil. Yeah, and whereas like, this was Sabrina and Sam said that the reason they recorded um, with audio and video was because when she confessed, they were going to give it to the police, but the prosecution actually believed that she was going to send it to Mark Walton to get money. That's very possible. Um. So yeah. So um. I'm gonna leave it here because you need to record yours, and I want McDonald's tonight. You can't. Yeah, well, we are going to leave it here because there's nothing it's, left It's to done. Do. Like, double McPlant. Let's go. And don't forget, if you don't give five stars, boys are not going to sneak into your house. And they're going to sing very loudly and off-key and get you evicted. And they're going to disturb your your peace and your sleep. My peace is far gone disturbed. Yeah. But yeah, so, um, love ye. Love ye. Bye. 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 Ciao.